Hola Madridistas, welcome to another episode of Let's Be Real, where we preview the game against uh, Sociedad. This is actually a very early preview for us. Uh, usually we have it on Mondays uh, because the game is on Tuesday, but yeah, um, we decided to have a quick uh, weekend preview. How are you feeling, Father? You look really happy. <laughs> I actually just uh, received a message just before that, and you know that actually made me laugh. Uh, it's been a long day for me, honestly, you know, and uh, yeah, you know, tomorrow is uh, it's, it's, it's the first of May, so it's a holiday as well, so there is no work, and there is no school, so yeah, man, it's, it's, it is a reason to be happy, man, and for any reason why there is going to be a holiday, we will always be happy for that, man. I mean, speak for yourself, like, I work at an Indian startup, so they basically run these, like, sweatshops, there is no holiday for us. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, you got you got you got to put the work in early, man. That's the thing. That's that's the thing. Thing with startups, man. You have you have to put the work in the shift in early. But then, man, yeah, man. I mean, working as well, man. It's it's, it's a way to take off steam as well. Sometimes, you know, working can be a way to blow off steam as well. That's true. All right. Uh, so, how about football? Uh, were you caught up on? Because every preview for us, as we've said before, is a Man City preview as well. And did you catch any <laughs> of Man City this week? Nah, man, this weekend, honestly, I have not caught any game. I haven't watched any game this weekend, and I actually have missed apparently crackers, you know. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it is what it is, honestly. But I've seen some highlights, you know, and uh, Alan has 40 goals on this season. Sorry, is it 40 or 50? I'm not sure. 40, right? 50 goals now, yeah. 50 goals, right? Yeah, he has 50 goals now in all comps. Yeah, so there is that. So, yeah, man, I mean... It was a 2-1 victory for Arsenal, for City against Fulham. So, actually, Fulham was a potential banana skin that I actually, you know, earmarked in the in the, in the title run, in honesty. And I think the scoreline actually says that as well. But I didn't watch the game, so I can't say if, you know, it was a close game or anything. But actually, you know, uh, uh, Marco Silva's team, Fulham, they're really, really, you know, uh, difficult to break down. You know, they're a really well-driven team. And they're actually missing the key man, you know, who got the suspension, the striker, Mitrovic. So, yeah, man, I didn't see City, but I mean, nah, honestly, like it's City, like there is nothing to say, man. Honestly, like <laughs> even if whatever it is, man, it's City. Like those guys are just on a different level. Honestly, they they operate on a whole different level. Oh, well, that's true. I mean, the highlight of the game basically was okay. Harlan got his 50th goal. Julian Alvarez scored as well. And uh, but the big talking point was. Uh, Pep's uh, postman. So he basically said, uh, De Bruyne is injured and uh, I'm not going to give you a timeline on when he's going to return. So is that to confuse us, Farouk? Uh, do you think uh, that is part of this super master plan? Well, I don't know, man, honestly, because uh, if there's anything, we know that Kevin De Bruyne actually uh, has been having health issues across the past 18 months, you know. Because even uh, as it was said, like last season, even in the game, he wasn't fully fit against us when he played the games. And even we could see that you know, that also, you know, affected the World Cup performances and like there of us also. Uh, for KDB, I wouldn't, you know, be too suspect about it, honestly. But then it could be, you know, this grand mind battle, you know, that Pep is starting very early, you know, <laughs> in the, you know, in the week. So, yeah, I mean, uh Obviously, you don't. If Kevin De Bruyne doesn't play, it's a big plus for us, honestly, a very, very big plus. But I mean, City has won the title without Kevin De Bruyne as well. So, you know, Pep's team are just a juggernaut, honestly. They are a whole different monster, honestly. 
Yeah, I man, and even if Kevin De Bruyne doesn't play, like we also have a major absentee in the form of uh, Luka Modric, and he's you know the quintessential big game player. So, but the news around him is that uh, he traveled to some specialist, and even though the timeline for his sort of injury is four weeks, he's trying to cut it by two weeks and maybe even make an appearance for Man City. Uh, question: So, would you rather have a partially fit Luka Modric play, maybe a scary injury? Or would you have him like full blown and full healthy Luka Modric for the second leg? I'd rather keep Modric for the second leg because the point is Modric is no longer you know a spring chicken. He's thirty eight years old, so any minor inconvenience you know can lead to something more long term. You understand? So I think uh, I just I'd rather keep Modric fit for the second leg. I would I would not risk him at all for the first leg if that's the case. Well, I mean, I've heard that he's going to be out for two weeks and he's going to be able to make the first leg. I don't know. Maybe, I obviously, there are going to be, you know, conflicting reports here and there. But I've heard that he's going to be out for two weeks and he should be able to make the first leg. Well, let's see. Well, I mean, to answer your question, uh, I will take a rather full fit Modric for a second leg. Yeah. Um, I mean, let, let's not, like, turn this to a complete city preview by, you know, discussing the lineup uh, for the midfield. Uh, but, yeah. Hopefully, we have Ancelotti who thinks that if Modric can walk, then he can play. Like, hopefully, that's not going to be the case. Yeah. I hope so. I hope that's. I hope that's not going to be the case, honestly. Because if that's the case, then because the team is see, uh, we're going to come up against very, very dynamic players. Teams that this is a team that literally doesn't have a formation. You understand? So if you're having a healthy thirty-eight year old. You understand? It's 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 it, it doesn't sound good, man. On paper, in practice, or whatever it is, man. It's you know because Modric is, as you said, like you know he's such a key player, he's such a key component, you know, of the team. So if he's not performing to a certain level, because you know even at that point, Modric needs to perform more than a certain level. You understand? They need to reach yeah. like God sent level. You understand? So if you're even if you're not fully fit in the first place, then it's it's going to be so difficult, man. And it's going to be such a physical game, you understand? Like, it's going to be a, a lot of running, a lot of chasing around for us because the truth is we're going to chase. We're going to chase and chase. You understand? So it's going to be a lot of chasing around. So if Luka Modric is, 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 is not fully fit in the first instance, I will, you know, it's it's, it's, it's just spells doom, man. It spells doom. But I mean, an option will be, you know, to, to introduce Modric as a super sub in the second half of the first leg, if, you know, that's the case. Yeah, and uh, we have some comments. So, Sunil and Dennis are both in the comments. So, Sunil's first question is off-topic. He asks, is Jacob in the Bahamas? Uh, <laughs> well, no, like, I'm right now here in Trishore, my hometown. So, and the temperature even now is at, like, 29 degrees that night. So, it's just really hot, man. And I just need to wear this to survive. Wow. Wow, man, that's 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 a treat. Well, it's just me, man, right? It's not even me yet. It's not even me yet. Uh, well, it's gonna be a long. So, what does he go to in the what the what what does he go to in the summer? Oh, in the summer, if uh, right now in Trishore it hits forty, uh, it's just not too bad compared to the rest of like the northern parts of India, where sometimes it goes to 46, 45 in Delhi. Hmm, I see. Well, that's a lot, actually. Actually, well, it's not that dissimilar to Nigeria as well, because, like, uh, in the part I grew up in Nigeria, like, I actually have personally witnessed, I think, 44 degrees 
Yeah, I think I have witnessed 44, 45. That's the max I have witnessed. But now I heard it goes up to 49. Wow. Due to the whole, you know, global warming and all those kind of shit and all that. Now it goes up to 49 in certain places. Like, it's crazy, man. It's outrageous. Honestly. Yeah, you can just leave a pan outside and you can slow cook an omelet. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. Yeah, deaf, deaf, man, deaf. <laughs> and yeah, Sunit mentions, yeah, this is typical mind games by Pep to, you know, not give a timeline for a player's injury and whatnot. Be coy about it. <laughs> yeah, it could be, honestly, honestly, it could be. But as I said, like, you know, with uh, Kevin Dobrynas in your history, like, I wouldn't be uh, surprised if he is, uh, you know, a genuine doubt, you know. Uh, well, it is what it is, man. We just have to play. It doesn't matter who they field. If they like, they can field 11 Hallands. If they like, they can field 11 Tenyaos. Like, we don't really care. You know, whoever comes on the pitch, we're going to battle with them. Yeah. And uh, Dennis says, man, I missed the game yesterday. Uh, just watched the extended highlights. We looked really good going forward compared to the game versus Girona. Which I was like, it was actually night and day uh, how bad, uh, how well drilled Girona were and how bad Almeria was on the night. I mean, they tried their best. Uh, they, they still managed to come see a couple of goals, but, you know, it is what it is. And uh, yeah. one of those, did you catch the highlights at least? And then one of those goals was majorly uh, Rudiger's fault. He was not marking the man in the far post. Yeah, I saw I saw that. I saw that. I saw that you're talking about the first goal then. Yeah. You're talking about the first goal. Yeah. yeah I mean, honestly, you know, Jacob, the thing is, just like you know, when it comes to this area of balls, like it's so difficult to single out Trudical for this area, you know, kind of things because I kind of feel like the point is we've been talking about this since last year. Rudiger wasn't here last year, you understand? Mm -hmm. So it's I think it's just a fault in the whole setup of the team, the way we have been set up. It's it's you know there is a fault in there, in my opinion. You understand? But I don't know, maybe there's, uh, maybe I'm missing something or not, but I just think it's not, you know, Rudiger alone is not, uh, it's not, you know, it's not, a, it's not enough to, you know, pin, to point fingers at Rudiger alone, honestly. I think it's a whole systematic thing, honestly, but then, as I said, I really don't know, maybe I might be right or wrong. Good luck, man. Like, every post-match, I feel like uh, Sunil is going to dig into Rudiger and you should be there to defend him. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's the thing. Like, I mean, I, our our defensive setup is it's not been good, and I keep saying this over and over again. I understand. Like, for example, I mean, on the cross goal, on the sec uh, second goal they considered from the Tony Cross mistake, it was it was atrocious. It was, you know, it's something that's totally avoidable. You know, it's something that you cannot uh, a coach cannot account for. You understand? This is something that you cannot you cannot calculate. You know, it's it's not something you expect from a player like Tony Cross. You understand? Like that on the past, you understand? And I'm sure he, he will repeat it one million times and he will not repeat that mistake. He will repeat the process one million times and complete the pass one million times. You understand? So this was the one million and one sign. So for that, you can't do anything. But for this area ball and this, like, I mean, honestly, I believe that with a very good defensive coach, we solved this problem. But for some reason, like, we just still, you know, considering and it's 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 just sad and pathetic right now that you know every team like you know no matter how short and the thing was that like Almeria weren't that tall if I'm not mistaken from the highlights I saw like they weren't that you know I mean they weren't talent level players man they are in Lukaku high level players man honestly so you know the fact that you can get dominated so easily by literally anyone you know because you know about this winning of the head also the leap is important you know that way the way you take the leap and all these things are important so 
I don't, how is this going to be handled? I don't know, honestly, but I just feel like rather than, you know, the individuals, I think the lack of a system or rather uh, the failure of the system is is, is, is what is at play here. Well, if, it, if that is true, like even trying surgery almost can't save a steam shipping goals. I mean, so that's the thing, you know, like players like Sergio, honestly, so the thing is that players like Sergio Ramos as well have played in very free and open systems, you know, even the first time with Calway came as well, you know. But the point was that that com those combinations were very important. And the thing is that Sergio Ramos was a very, very aerially dominant player, you understand? And also, he was someone who has a tendency for that heroism. I don't know if, you know, the way Vinicius does his hero ball in attack, Sergio Ramos has that tendency of doing the hero ball in defense. And also, he has the other side to him, as all you understand. So I feel like obviously an aggressive player like Sergio Ramos would have would have helped, you know, at least reduce this uh, thing. And actually, right now the thing is, uh, I think opposition doesn't fear our defense. No. I think so. Like, I think like they just, you know, okay, like just throw the ball in there, and you know, so like that fear factor is gone. Well, I mean, Sergio Ramos just even saying the name, you know, strikes fear into your heart, you know. So that that that's 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 something as also. Well, yeah. I don't know, man. It's going to be hard. It's going to be uh, like, especially coming into these uh, three crucial fixtures. Uh, so, say that who are fourth in the position, and uh, of course, the Copa del Rey final and Man City. Like, our defense has to be at the top of the game. And do you have a feeling that, you know, that we can actually turn this around if we are a bit more focused in defense? If Do you think we can see a potential of more hero ball, as you say? At this point of the season, no. Mm. At this point of the season, I think like uh, you don't fix what uh, actually you don't fix what's not broken, right? Or rather, you don't break what's not broken. So that's the thing. Like I mean, if they've got into the to to this point of the season like this, I don't think you know at this, because even I wouldn't want that because the point is right now if you try to fix something, make some tweaks, it will take a bit of getting used to. Yeah. So do you want to do, do you want to trial this just on the eve of the you know, the Copa final, you know, the the, the the semi-final of the UCL. I mean, not really, honestly. The thing is just that, you know, we just have to, which is the sad part is that, you know, we don't have David Alaba right now. We, at least we would have, you know, gotten that continuity, you know, between Alaba and Militao that, you know, has started from last year, but right now we don't have that. So that, you know, the partnership between Rudiger and, 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 and Militao is just, you know, it's just starting to build. And also let's not forget about the fullbacks as also, you know, it's a whole, it's just pure chaotic right now. It's just a madman's market right now, you know. It's, you know, Mendy, it's not Mendy, it's Kamavinga, it's not Kamavinga, it's Nacho, it's Carvajal, it's Lucas Vasquez. So, you know, honestly, it's it's a mar it's a madman's market right now. So it's just, uh, it's it's a bit crazy and it's a bit, I don't know what the right word would be, but the consistency is lacking there, honestly. The consistency is lacking. So the thing is just that as long as, you know, Milit uh, sorry, uh, Militao doesn't have that night in Girona again, I think we should be fine. We will still keep conceding, surely. There is no doubt about that. But the point is, this is this has been our mantra, you know. This has just been the mantra. Like, even last year when we won the league, we conceded so much, so. Yeah. Well, on that note, uh, Dennis has a comment. He says, uh, I don't want us to keep leaking goals, man, especially going into that City game. And man, but we better win the Copital Ray. We haven't won it since 2014. Indeed. Indeed. Like it's high time we win the Copa, but 
I hope we don't win only the Copa. I hope we win something else as well. But you're right, then it's like we definitely do need to win the Copa against Osasuna. And, you know, uh, we are overwhelming favorites to take this game. But, you know, uh, let's 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 not be cocky and arrogant. Like, we have to respect Osasuna for the work they've done to, you know, be in the final. So, yeah, we should be able to win this tennis. Actually, I hope we do. Fingers crossed. Do you know where the final is going to be played? Which stadium? I think it's going to be at the Mestalla or the... Sure. I think it's it's in Sevilla Mines. Stadium. It's in Sevilla Stadium. Yeah. Ah, in Sevilla. Ah, okay. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. You think we have fans at Sevilla coming up? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, the point is, even if there anyone, if anyone is gonna go to the match in and around Sevilla, they're all gonna be anti-Real Madrid because you know that's the thing. Like you know, when an underdog like Osasuna comes into the final, like you know. Everyone loves an underdog story, so every neutral will back them and, you know, hope that they, you know, do something against us or something like that. Yeah. Well, and uh, Sunil also says, uh, Farouk, the Rudiger mistake was for the first goal, where he doesn't know where the runners, uh, runner is. And the second goal, you can't really blame the CBs. Well, yeah, that's uh, another thing yeah. I w- wanted to point out. Uh, so, against Chelsea, we saw this, right? The defense was really focused. They had a number of crucial blocks in the first leg and in the second leg. Maybe the first leg, not so much. But the second legs, our midfield was basically non-existent. We were very permeable in defense. And the defense had to deal with a lot. And Alaba was so, so crucial, uh, as well as Militao. So I do think that this team has a higher ceiling in defense, in higher games, in better games. But... In these type of La Liga games, man, we're still going to concede because there's going to be a lack of focus for sure. Hmm. I, see, I see your point. I see your point. Yeah, but, but the thing is that, you know, while you're talking about, like, there's still a, a next gear, there's a next level to reach. I agree with that. But what I'm just, what I think is that we can't reach that next. For example, I don't know if you can recall, but Zidane's uh, last uh, uh, win, league win, I don't know if you could recall. We were grinding out 1-0, 2-0 victories. 1-0, 2-0 victories. Do you understand? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think we can reach that level. Oh, that, that is for sure, man. Like, it was a complete turnaround when COVID hit and then, you know, the team went into hiding exactly. for a bit. Exactly. A- everyone exactly. worked up. Everyone was posting these workout videos. I mean, Sergio Ramos was a fucking beast. He completely turned it Exactly. So, 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 this is the thing I'm trying to say. Like, you know, like, although we do have a ceiling... I do believe that, you know, a, a defensive lineup of Mendy, uh, Alaba, Militao, and Carvajal obviously has a higher ceiling than what we're seeing right now. But that ceiling isn't, you know, giving me a lot of confidence as well. But that doesn't mean that they wouldn't do the job. They will get the job done as well. But there's still going to be some deficiencies there, which I say again is that I think it's something of a system, not rather than the individuals there. The system, the defensive system there is almost non existent. Yeah. That's true, man. I mean, I, I'm not sure if we're going to play Mendy, to be honest. Uh, all of the news that is coming out is like super, super negative for him. Uh, the longer he takes to recover from this injury, it's like his place in the starting 11 is pushed out. And we're lo- even looking apparently to sell him. Uh, do you think that would be a mistake for him? Because for me, uh, just having Frank Garcia on board and maybe having another. And just bringing another starting uh, left back is going to be such a pain in the ass, especially when we have other concerns with Audrey Zola also leaving. I'm not sure if he is even a factor right now, but 
Carvajal is just going to deteriorate from this point onwards. Uh, I mean, for the whole Mendy team, I think the club will want to keep him, but I can also understand the, you know, the frustration around Mendy and the fact that he's been unavailable for a very large stretch. Yeah. You know, both in both this year and last year as well. So I think that, that that's understandable because the point is, I mean, if I have a Rolls Royce, but it's always broken, then what's the point of having the Rolls Royce? I'd rather have a Volkswagen, at least I can go from point A to point B. That's the whole point. You understand? So that's 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 the thing right now, you know, like and honest to God, as I've said, you know, last time as well, like for me at least, I am more than satisfied with what Kamavinga offers. More than you understand. So obviously Kamavinga doesn't have, you know, a long-term future there, but I mean at least in the immediate now, in the immediate present, he can help and figure out things. And for the long term, you know, Frank Garcia is gonna come back. That's actually I think Mendy would stay, at least this is what I want to think. That Mendy will stay, he will, you know, rotate with Frank Garcia and then the club, you know, will will uh, we test it out and see if you know Frank Garcia can actually you know pull you know uh, can actually you know show what he's made of and you know rise to the occasion and you know a cemental position you know similar to what Carvajal did when he played with Arbelo as well you know so that's 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 what I want to think but honestly you know uh, we think different the club think different so let's see how it pans out but honestly for that I'm a bit skeptical because the point is if Mendy goes in who do you bring in I mean you're taking the- back Frank Garcia. If you're talking yeah, about like yeah. if the club is actually looking to save a bit of money, you know, in order to fund the Bellingham transfer as well as, you know, maybe bring in a right winger or a right back, I feel like they're going to go with uh, Nacho uh, for the left back position uh, as a backup. As the, I mean, he hasn't renewed yet. Uh, we have no use of that until now, but that could be an option then if Mendy goes for maybe 40 or 50 million. Do you think that's and a the market for like, Mendy for 40, 50 million? I don't, I don't know. I think uh, I think they should be. I think they should be in the market for Mendy for 40, 50. But the point is, you know, what I'm saying is that you want to plug one hole by open by punching another hole. That, that's what we've been doing so far. So that, I mean, I have your said in the group, man, like, you know, he said he was reading some reports that this summer is going to be similar to the 2009 summer because we need it. I mean, we need a summer where we need to buy three, four, five, you know, players to come in, you know, into the first team directly. Not, you know, players that are going to come in two years like Hendrik or something like that. Players who are going to come into the first team directly and have an impact, whether be it as a squad player or be it as, you know, important rotation player for the first team. You understand? Because, I mean, we don't know the situation with Marco Asensio. Is he going to stay? Is he going to go? You know, if Asensio goes, you need a new right winger. If he stays, maybe you don't need one. I don't know. You understand? You you look at the fullbacks. For sure, you need a fullback. For sure, with respect to what happens to Carval or not, you need a fullback. Yeah. You understand? So you, you you go there and you look. And for me, I've said this. Like the point is, if I have the option, like would I rather get Bellingham or get fullbacks? Hell, I will get fullbacks. I don't care. I will get fullbacks. My midfield has worked. I will get fullbacks. My midfield is working. I will get fullbacks. And there are other players we can look at in, you know, in in, in, in the league as well, you know, you know, for as, as midfield alternatives and we are going to be more cheaper. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, really, I don't really like us, you know, going for someone in the league because it's always, anyways, going to just weaken La Liga and we just don't want to do that, man. I don't want to be the buy-in of this La Liga team. Barcelona have okay, been doing it with like major success, but I just don't agree with that 
morally. Well, I don't know, man. I feel like you have to do what you, I mean. This the, the sports is a very, very you know cultural thing. You have to do what you have to do because the point is paying outrageously for Bellingham and we being shorthanded in the team also. Yeah, I don't know, honestly. Huh. I don't know, man. We need to we need to figure out these things, man. Honestly, especially for the for the right fullback position, man. We need to find something. We need to find something. You I don't know what it Luke, will be. Yeah. You think Lucas Vasquez is not the answer? I mean, I think the only thing is that, okay, uh, if, let's say, a right fullback from a mid-table team comes, is he going to be playing way better than Lucas Vasquez? Is he going to replace Kamavinga in the bigger game? I mean, not Carvajal in the bigger games? I don't think so. You're buying a young and developing player. This is the whole point. Like, obviously, you're not buying a finished product. You're going to buy a younger defense, uh, young and developing player. You understand? Uh, for example, Ivan Fresneda, for example. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like, for example, he's 18 years old. You're bringing him to the team. Obviously, you're not expecting him to deliver here and now. What he's going to grow up, similar to the way, let's not forget how Marcelo came. I think Marcelo came at 18 or 17 as well. You understand? He gradually, gradually developed into what he became. Yeah, man, but... So, the thing is that... Yeah. I don't know. But with Marcelo, you like, you always knew his attacking was like, even like, super good even back then. As a 19-year-old, like, but with people like Fresneda, like, they're decent, but they're not world beaters in any particular skill. Like, I would rather take, okay, we do have Vinicius Tobias as well, who's pretty good in attack, but his defense is atrocious. So that's, 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 that's a good shout as well, you know, Vinicius Tobias can be as well. The point here is that it's not about throwing down Lucas Vasquez now. Vasquez and Nacho have said this again, like, if anyone has a problem with them, then I actually, I'm sorry, but the way I watch football and the way they watch football are two different things. These are players who are very limited, and the clubs know their limitation, and everyone knows their limitation, but they give their very best for a team. I mean, obviously, yeah, Nacho has given us nine performances every time, uh, I mean, a lot of times, but on average, he's a decent six. Yep. You understand? He's not going to go more than a decent six. Lucas Vasquez had very good moments, but as a right, he's not a right back, he's a right winger. You understand? As a right back, he's going to do what he can do, but he's very limited at that as well. You understand? So this is the thing, like, if you come and say you're blaming, I know they do their job because you brought them to be a, to give you a six-star performance or a ten-star performance. Yeah. You understand? So they will do that and they will leave the pitch. And you have to appreciate that. They don't complain. They don't do anything. You understand? They're homegrown. They're people that the youth look up to. Fine and good. But the point now becomes is you need to keep those guys around but while keeping them around doesn't deter the growth of the team. Because mm-hmm. right now, the position that Lucas Vasquez plays deters the pro the growth of, for example, Vinicius Tobias. Yeah. Because the point is, I mean, okay, yeah, I can understand Lucas Vasquez playing and all that, but if we actually want to promote in-house, we can put Luke, uh, Tobias there. I think maybe they're are they fighting for promotion. That's why the players are not coming, I guess, right? Something like that. Yeah, that's true. And uh, Vinicius Tobias is too raw to be to be played as a right back man. Even at that level, he is getting caught out time and time again. And I don't think he's at La Liga level yet. Uh, to be bro, it's not about being it's 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 not about being at La Liga level. It's something that I have said before that you know uh, I could remember very well. Sunid was saying something different about, for example, Sergio Arribas after the guy came on and scored one goal after a thirty second cameo at the Club World Cup. I told him we wouldn't see these guys. These are literally garbage games. Where are these kids? Yeah. Where are the kids? It's these are garbage games. Where are the kids? You know, that's like we don't do this. 
this is something that I haven't seen. I've been here. I've watched this club. I don't know. I can't remember when. But we haven't seen this for ever and ever. When was the last time someone came directly through? You know, Fair even right. the guys who came through, even the guys who came through on the, you know, uh, Solari, Santi Solari, you know, the the, the Regulons, they're all gone. Yeah. They are all gone. Like, we don't, it's so difficult, you know, to break through directly at the club for the past 10 years, past 15 years, you understand? Mostly it's through tr something else, you know? You go like Carvajal, go to somewhere, get the loan and come back. Similar Lucas Vasquez as well, you understand? But breaking into the team, I think Nacho is the last person who's done this. But even he broke into the team as a squad member, not an important first team player. Yeah. Yeah. You understand? So it's 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 that's the thing. Like we just don't do this at the club. This is the thing. Well, honestly, this is because the point is, even if I lose, you understand, to Sosi that it's nothing because already it doesn't have any impact on anything. <laughs> Right. The only impact it has is that Lucas. Is, the impact it has is that Carval is fit. The impact it has is that Modric is not overplayed. Arribas get comes gets some, you know, some minutes. You understand? Vinicius Junior can rest. I don't know, man. Like the club or Ancelotti doesn't see it that way. Uh, we're never going to see it. I, even if okay, let's say the I even saw some chatter on Twitter that Nico Paz was uh, being uh, considered to be brought into the first team along with Arribas. Maybe Arribas goes for loan, but then where are you going to play these guys? And we still have a couple of loanings also coming in. So Brahim Diaz could potentially come in back in. And it just doesn't look for Castilla, good for Castilla. Man. I mean, the whole Brahim Diaz thing, we're hearing he's going to be making use of the make-weight deal in the Jude Bellingham team, although I don't think the Jude Bellingham team is too is real. Honestly, because I feel like the source is coming from which is Harry Redknapp. I don't think it's a very, very good source because, like, I mean... How many not, years have we been hearing about the, Jude Bellingham? Like, how, how many the, times have we heard of Harry Redknapp related to him? So, doesn't give a lot of, you know, confidence. Yeah, man. Brian Diaz going in that deal is just... It's, it seems like a fee, very FIFA transfer. Like, it's possible in FIFA, but not in real life. <laughs> <laughs> These are real players, real human beings. We're, like, shipping away to different clubs. Not sure if Brian wants to go, since go to Germany. Yeah, that's that's the thing, man. Honestly, it's 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 it's, it's, it's just crazy, man. Honestly, like you know, like uh, will Brian get a chance with us? I really don't know because the point is with Brian, I also don't know what his best position is. Maybe the guys who watch Milan, like Sunay, might be better better positions to say. Like, is he a cam? Is he a winger? Like, what's the best you know he can play? Because in our team, we don't have the position for a cam. You understand? And if he's a cam, come winger kind of people, like I mean, it didn't work with the likes of Isco and you know. I don't know what is it going to be for him. So, is he going to be an eight, you know, Mordic esque, De Bruyne esque kind of player? Like, so these are the things, you know, you have to question. So, I don't know how it's going to be. So, is he going to also go to Dortmund? So, it, as you said, like, it's not looking too, you know, solid for the for the Castilla players. And the point is, things we know that the club doesn't trust them as well. So, there is no point. We just need to go out and buy a fullback, as I said. So, the thing is that the presence of Lucas Vasquez should not hinder that purchase of a right back, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, totally agree with that. And you know, one other player that we might bring in in the summer could be Kubo. Uh, do we sell him to another okay. small, fucking small La Liga club, or do you think we will hold on to him as a spot player? Because right now, at no, think... that he's playing as a second striker almost. He doesn't play that wide out like he did in Mallorca. 
Uh, I think Taiki's time is up with us. I think Taiki is going to get sold and rightly so because right now the point is uh, do you see a future for Taiki? No. I think just maybe as a squad player but yeah, I, 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 because the point is right now as a squad player you have already Eva Asensio stays you have Asensio there already in the sense so as a squad player like uh, he's going to be I don't know he's going to be fifth choice or sixth choice you know when when push comes to shove so yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I, just, I just wish we had a bit more loanies in the you know as defensive players we just don't do that man like our Castilla players it's been a long time since we had a really good out and out defender going yeah, man, honestly, so that's the thing, like, I don't know, I mean, we, we, uh, I forgot the name, there was this guy who was from Garcia, the centre-back. Uh, Rafa Marin? Rafa Marin, Rafa Marin, yeah. You know, so, I mean, a player like that, I mean, why isn't he going to a team like Valladolid, for example, you know? Yeah. Why is he, I mean, we have ties with Valladolid, Raul is there, you understand? Why is he going to Germany, for example, to play with Xavi Alonso at Leverkusen, for example? You understand? These are opportunities out there, and our these are our people, so they will look after our guys for us. You understand? So yeah. why not? You understand why not? Like they can because let's not forget, like Carvalho went to Leverkusen as well, and he became what he came. He became. And then so, uh, yeah, there are people like Sunil in the chat. He says uh, we got Rafa Mari. He's got to be given a proper chance ahead of bumps like Rodiger. I mean, it is what it is, man. Like we gotta, we gotta calm it down a bit, honestly. Like as I said, like I think obviously there are mistakes that Shuriga have made a lot. Obviously, like he's so rash. There is no leader in the defense. His combination with Mitao is bad. You understand? So I think his combination with Alaba will be much more better. There is that, but again, we don't have a very solid defensive system, honestly. So this is the reason why, because we've considered goals before Rudiger came, we're gonna consider goals again and again. You understand? With Shuriga as also. It's not in you. We've been there, done that before. So it's not just about Rudy really alone. Obviously, he has a lot of flaws. And the biggest thing being the fact that, you know, the best of his performances have come from a back three mm. in the sand. And I mean, the back three he played on the Thomas Tuchel was a very, very rigid system. A very rigid system, you understand? A rigid system that he had three hardworking midfielders in front of him, you know. And let's not forget about the fact that he, the defenders that were behind him arguably one of the best centre-backs to ever play the game in Thiago Silva, you understand? Yeah. So it's, 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 you know, he wasn't around, you know, Lucas Vasquez and, 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 and Militao, you understand? So he was, he was, he was around proper, proper household legends, you understand? So, and that, that's the thing, honestly. So it's, 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 I don't know, but I just feel like, you know, it wasn't a perfect transfer in the first place, but, you know, a player like Riga with you know with the name and the pedigree like you just don't let him go like that you understand but i think he will come good he will come good maybe next season let's see even if he doesn't come good like we have nothing to lose man he was a good squad player he he keeps the morale of the dressing room up he doesn't complain too much when he doesn't play and I feel like we have nothing to lose with Rodriguez. but jacob can i ask you something though yeah. i actually always see that we talk about you know buying everything but we never talk about buying center backs that's true. Do you think we're stacked in the center back position? Stacked? Come on, man. We have... No. There is no way we're stacked. Uh, of course, Nacho can play that. Uh, he's the only true replacement if uh, like either Militao or Alaba go missing. If Nacho and Militao play together, like I don't think that's a huge drop-off. 
in like the bigger games. Nacho, we can do a perfectly good job. But then beyond those three, like of course, most uh, good teams in Europe, they have four really good centre-backs. And we're just not there yet. Rudiger is not the guy. And especially if one of our full-backs is like very injured, uh, Nacho is going to play there. And then right now, we're at no backups or centre-backs. Yeah, man, because actually I was just thinking like, you know, our centre-backs are 30 year old, man. Rudiger is 30 or 31. Nacho is 30. Alaba is 30. Like the only young guy there is Milikau, actually. Yep. And actually, I keep hearing people say it's a transition phase. What are we transiting into? From 30 to 40? I don't know. I don't know. Um, with Alaba, I can I mean, see, honestly, him, that, uh, see him play for another uh, couple of seasons at least. Uh, same with Rudiger. So I, I think we, we could say we, we are stacked in the center back department if we get a couple of decent fullbacks. If we're not, then Nacho is going to play there and then. They're really short staffed in the center back position. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting, no? Mm-hmm. Then it means it's not a transition anymore, then. then it means that you have players for the here and now, then. That is true, yeah. <laughs> Actually, so the, the transition happened. About... Yeah, the transition happened a couple of years ago, like we now know that in the transition. Bro, do you, do you actually, the reason why I thought about this was actually, uh, I don't know, for some reason, uh, I think it was day before yesterday, or was it on Thursday? It was uh, the exact day that Mourinho lost the semi-final against Bayern Munich. Mm. And actually, I was uh, I was going through the there was this video that there was like kind of documenting the whole thing, and Mourinho said it was the first time in football that he cried. Yeah, yeah. Because like that was the best team, and honestly, for me also, it was one of the worst exits we have in the Champions League. You understand? Because we were, I, we were not arguably, we were the best team in the world in 2012. And we had we the, pe- bro, we had the, literally had the best penalty takers in that showdown. Miss Alonso, uh, so Alonso scored, Ramos, Ramos, uh, Kaka, Cristiano all missed penalties. That was totally and these are people who would score, these are people who would score penalties in the dark while being blindfolded. Yeah. That's how good penalty takers they are, you understand? So we missed that. Actually, I was looking and honestly, like when you look at that team, when you say you're in a transition, you understand, you can understand that you're a transition from the Raouls, from the Gucci's, you understand, to these guys. Yeah. Ronaldo was doing something, Benzema was young, uh, Ramos was young, Pepe was young. Arbelua was young, Marcelo was young, Quintrao was young, Ozil was... Sorry, there was not Ozil there, but I mean, that's just that generation of players, you understand? You were building something. Eventually, Mourinho was able to carve out a defense because let's not forget also before Mourinho came out, defense was just all over the place. But he molded Ramos and Pepe, Marcelo included as well, and Arbelua into a strong defensive unit. Yeah. Right? And it was on this unit that we built the next 10 years. Mm. We won the we won the Champions League three times, sorry, four times in that period. We won the leagues, we won the Copas, the Super Cups, and what is and what is not. You understand? But now I'm just thinking, like, what are we building? What are we transiting into? Are you gonna build a defensive unit with 30-year-old, 40-year-old defenders? Is this that, what we're transiting into? There's no plan for the uh, center backs or the full backs now. Uh, the only plans that we are kind of stacked and we are building towards like something towards a 10-year-old history is, uh, of course, the, we have two excellent right wingers. 
we have an excellent midfield that's the only thing and all the other players are like cut out to try we don't we no longer i mean we used to have a really good goalkeeper in the form of lonin he used to have a much higher ceiling he used to perform better in these games and i feel like he has still taken a step back in his development now so we no longer have a goalkeeper also in the mix for the next 10 years hmm i see i see but i mean the point is uh lonin actually i think can still salvage something because the point is lonin actually uh and let's not forget about the fact that you know keepers tend to pick quite late you understand Yeah. So I actually feel like okay, maybe not for the next ten years, but I think for the next six, seven years, you still have a keeper in Tivo. You mm-hmm. understand? Because I think like Tivo can play at least till thirty-six, thirty-seven. I think he's thirty or thirty-one. I'm not sure. Thirty-one, I think. I think he's around. So th- there is that. So I actually think because of that, I think it's 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 uh it's possible for him to you know go for the next five, six years. So I think for Lunin, it's always going to be a very difficult thing because. Lonin needs to start playing to eventually build, you know, that to get to that level. You understand? But he's not playing at all, and there is no way he's going to dispose Tivo in the next three, four years. So I think it's already unfair to, you know, count on Lonin to be the keeper for the next ten years. I think he's twenty-two or twenty-three right now. So already, I don't think he was ever going to be that for us. You understand? Because unless you're going to displace Tivo, like, I mean, if the man is twenty-five and he's still not playing, do you expect him to be something for the next ten years? Obviously not. You know. So what I say, like, I think if he goes to a different place. I believe that you know by playing week in week out, you know, and testing himself against you know the best strikers in the world, he would eventually be able to you know uh, regain his form. And I believe that he still and still remains the same in my opinion. Yeah, man, and it's always with these goalkeepers you can you should probably send them to a team fighting for the relegation or team in the bottom half of the league so they face more shots. Yes, yeah. exactly, exactly, exactly. That's just it, exactly. Okay. And we have a comment from Arpit Pascal here. Uh, He says, "Would you take Kubo back in Madrid as a second choice right winger option?" Hmm. Oh, actually, we just talked about this, but the point is, as a second option right winger, who is your first option right winger? This is the question. For Fico, man, of course. Then it means Asensio is leaving. Then, if that's the case, he's making. Yeah. I mean, if that if Asensio leaves, of course, definitely we will take him. But if Asensio doesn't leave, uh. I don't think it's going to be fair or right for Kubo to come back honestly because we're just going to have a similar situation I don't know with the people who are always on the bench and they never get to play so there is no need for that in my opinion. I mean in my opinion from what I've seen from Kubo in Mallorca and Sociedad I would honestly take uh, Lucas Vasquez at right wing over him. So that because Oh wow. <laughs> uh, the simple reason is that he just doesn't think man like he is a very uh, one dimensional yeah one dimensional is exactly the word i was looking for uh, so with the ball at his feet uh, he will take it forward but he has no idea what he will do with it uh, two three uh, moves down the line he just hopes he'll make it into the box and someone runs in but then with real madrid like we no we don't have the run- runners to do that and he just isn't the type of player to you know wait for a cutback or you know make that smart play like vasquez or rodrigo honestly i would take vasquez over Well, once upon a time, Vasquez was a world beater. I mean, let's not forget 2017, Lucas bro, Vasquez, man. Once bro, upon a time. Lucas Vasquez got a penalty 16. against uh, penalty for us against El Maria. He's still a world beater. <laughs> Indeed, bro. He's, he's, let, let's let's give credit where it's due, man. Let's give credit where it's due. Oh, right. oh yeah, you're right, man. But honestly, like I don't know. I just 
still feel like the right wing is something that you know we will keep discussing. I put it in the box, the right wing. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see how it goes, man. Let's see how it goes. All right. Uh, on that note, uh, you think uh, we should uh, head into the real Southern part of the preview? Yeah, man. I just feel like this is a game that has upset written all over it. But I think Real Sociedad defeating us isn't actually an upset. I don't know. Maybe uh, <laughs> I'm thinking. <laughs> it's it's been a while since we've, since we've uh, lost to Sociedad. But yeah, this season, it wouldn't be an upset at all. Smaller teams have had their way with us. I mean, considering the point we are in the season, that's why I'm saying, honestly, I don't think it's an upset per se. I don't know, man. And considering the fact that you have a game uh, on Saturday, if I'm not mistaken, against, you know, Osasuna, was it on Sunday? Yeah, against Osasuna for a trophy. I think this is a game that has upset written all over it, man. Mm-hmm. Especially we're traveling to, you know, the, the, the San Sebastian as well. So, I mean, we Barcelona has always had trouble traveling to San Sebastian, but for us, it's always been, you know, a good place. So, I don't know, man. Honestly, I don't know. Uh, what 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 what's their form like? UTD. What's, um, what's it? They've been pretty inconsistent as of late, uh, but they have the fourth place like right there because Villarreal have been underperforming. Uh, Betis are like nowhere in the picture right now. And mm-hmm. for sure, they're going to be in the Champions League next season. Uh, they have been winning the tougher fixtures and you know kind of bottling it against the uh, smaller teams. Uh, but yeah, that's how they are. Robin Hood of La Liga, you know, take the points from the big ones and give it to the small ones. <laughs> yeah, man, you know, speak, speaking of La Liga, man, I don't know what happened to Betis, man. Even if you could recall last season, it was something similar, man. Pellegrini's men stepped so out of the block, you know, so fast and quick. And once it's spring, they're nowhere to be found, bro. They lost 4 0 to Barca. Is it 4 0 or 4 1? 4 0, yeah. Wow, I mean, wow, I mean, Pellegrini's team will, they will lose matches, but not this way, man. Wait, uh, let me just check. Uh, I think Betis haven't won in the last five games. Uh, oh wow! I don't know why it's so. I could. I remember clearly last yeah. year it was something similar as well. They were yeah. so you know in for a Champions League spot and what is and what is not, and then it was springtime and all of a sudden, Betis mm. is missing. Yeah, they have lost uh, five of the last six games. So <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, they've totally taken a falling back, and uh, one part is injuries, and it's just this rut that the team has fallen into. They just haven't been able to score much, and they've been conceding like crazy. Mm-hmm. I see. I see. Well, I mean, it is what it is, man. What can we do? I, you know, I always loved my Mano because I feel like he's always been unfortunate in the two high-profile jobs he's had. One at Real Madrid, which he, you know, I think he had ninety-one points or 92 points and he still didn't win the league you know and the the whole man city debacle where city literally you know disgraced him to bring you know pep into the into the fold as well so i feel like he's been treated unfair for these two big jobs but he's someone i've always had a soft spot for honestly i already love you know his better team to get into the champions league one of these days eventually but seems like they're missing something man honestly yeah doesn't look good for better but anyways uh so they're fourth uh, they have some really good attacking lineup. Uh, so the thing with Sosia that this Just season is that they can have around three different attacking lineups and still put out the same quality of players. Uh, one other like like really fun fact that uh, I missed at the start of the season, but uh, I don't know why people aren't talking about this more. So they have a completely left-footed forward line and for like advanced midfielder list. So I'll name them out. Uh, 
they have Muhammad Ali Cho, or fondly called Momo Cho, their Kubo, Oyer Zabel, Sarlot, Bryce Mendes, Carlos Fernandez, and David Silva, all left footed in the forward line. I don't know, man. Oh. Like, are they just scouting out for like these left-footed players in attack? <laughs> because you ha- you have heard this right. Uh, it's a saying in football: these left-footed defenders are mostly right-footed, and they're used to defending yeah. against right-footed players. And people find it tough, especially in the lower levels, to defend against these left-footed players. But do you left-footed think players, that? Yeah. Do you think that makes a difference at the highest level of football? I think it does. I think it definitely does because I mean, uh, when whenever you see like also like a left winger playing on the right wing as well, like you always see that there is always that minor advantage because the point is, you you don't you mostly know what how can I say? Uh, for example, a right winger is gonna come. You understand? He's gonna beat you and run around and throw the ball in. You understand? But for a left footer, he can just throw an outswinger from anywhere. Mm. I don't know if that makes any sense. You understand? Yeah. He can literally just stand and just, you know, make an outswing and cross, you understand? And what can you do? You understand? So, it's it is a bit... I mean, obviously, it's not like with, on like not defendable or whatever. It is defendable for sure. But, I mean, it's going to be... Uh, it's it's a bit tricky, you know, especially that's, you know, what players do in games like when, you know, two wingers change position, you know. Even sometimes we've seen it in the past with Bale and Cristiano, you know, when they just change the position, you know, to, 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 to get the edge on... On the on the defenders as well, so yeah, that, that can happen. Yeah. But I mean, as well, but if you're starting the game already in this way, already the opposition has started this. You understand? So it's not going to be a, a much of a shock for them. You understand? But if you just you know make that into switch for like I don't know two minutes in the game, like that can you know uh, get them on their heels and you know make them panic a bit, and when you go back, then you find it much more easier to beat your man. And the thing is, you know, these left-footed players, they're very heavily left footed, uh, if you know what I'm saying. So they depend totally on the left foot and on they the hardly foot, can yeah. they hardly can play with the right foot and they've seen this time and again with special players, yeah. <laughs> one trick ponies. Yeah, we've seen them, but the point is no matter how one trick you are, I mean the master of the trick himself, Lonia Messi, man, what has he done? I mean, we always know what Robin was gonna do. Yeah. But Robin does it every time and no one stops it. You understand? So yeah. It is what it is, man. I mean, the magician David Silva as well. You know, I mean, what he's achieved is phenomenal. You know, so yeah, it's 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 so one-dimensional, but it's so good that you know, you can't stop the one dimension itself. And uh, I think left-footed players like they know where to beat the ball, and just gonna it just worked out so well for them this season, especially in attack. Of course, they have shipped a few goals here and there, uh, but then. Uh, in attack, they have been imperious, man. Uh, the thing is that for them, they are guaranteed to make chances, but it's not always that they take their chances. Of course, Sorloth is, like, hmm. I think, one of the top scorers with 10 goals. Uh, okay. But o- Oyer Zabal is right along there. But Oyer Zabal, he needs around five chances to put in one one good goal. Yeah, that's 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 true, actually. What about our boy Kubo? Doesn't he have a couple of goals? Uh, Kubo, yeah. Uh, he has a few assists. I think five assists for the season. Oh wow, that, that, that's that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Actually, we have an Nigerian striker at Sociedad as well, Omar Sharik. Oh, he's injured right now. Yeah, Omar Sharik as well. Like we also had a lot of hope for Omar Sharik. Actually, Omar Sharik, I think if I'm not mistaken, he's just in the he's in the group right before the what's he called? Samu Chukwezi and uh, 
uh, or cement group actually like they're they, they i think he's one group ahead of them one age group ahead of them if i'm not mistaken maybe one i can't remember but i do remember also like uh, the once upon a time he also was really high related you know on the up-and-coming talents in nigeria actually but yeah man he's been nothing to write home about so far mm. well uh just judging from the highlights that i've seen this season momo man mohammad ali cho is a really good right winger so he is he played as a center forward uh, for the France under 19s and whatnot and he's a very good two-footed player but he can cut in and do a job on the right wing if given a chance um, I'm, I'm mm, super, nice so the France uh, delegation follows him like they name him the next Turam but yeah let's see the next Turam yeah oh wow interesting that's a huge praise man yeah I hope they're talking about the original Turam and not his son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully. <laughs> Honestly, like, I'm very impressed with his dribbling too. Like he's not just a, you know, someone who can cut in, just make a move in the box and score. He can always also make the chance and put in that last ball, find uh, someone in the cross as well. He puts in a really good cross. Yeah. Line. Every single player, man, like, uh, because I we talked about this, like, the left footed players, they're very left footed, but they're very good with their left foot. And every exactly. single, yeah. they're very good with their final balls and their cross. And it's just going to press, uh, give us trouble for our defense if you're not too careful. Uh, you know, speaking of left footed players, I just, you know, a memory just keeps on. When, uh, when I was young back in Nigeria, like, we used to, you know, play a knockabout on the streets. So, you know, like, I mean, whoever owns the ball is like the boss of the team you understand so his closest friend so like you call you know like you call people and you select the team right right so whatever happens was that anyone who has a left foot even if they have never seen you before in their life you're the first selection <laughs> as long as you're a lefty right because right. we had this belief that you know like because uh uh i could recall as well then there was from percy at arsenal so like i think it was 11 or something like that so like we had this nickname for him. So like you know, we used to just say like anyone who is a lefty is a one person. That's just they just come to my team. Just come to my team. You know that's how highly related you know left-footed players are actually thought of. Incredible man. Times. Yeah. I feel like every single left-handed or left-footed player has like made it onto my school football team as well. <laughs> that's the thing. Not just in Nigeria. I mean, these guys are gifted. Yeah. Yeah, true, 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 true. Right. Uh, so, if I had to guess, uh, just looking from their lineups uh, this season, against the smaller teams, Kubo has started. But in the bigger teams, it's uh, Eda Sorloth and Oes uh, doing the leading the forward line. Or oh, with, okay. with David Silva, Mikel Marino, and Zubi Mendy in the midfield. Uh, so... Brightman is also thrown to the mix because he can run and do a job, man. He's very good at carrying the ball in front and putting a mean tackle in. So, yeah, we can expect a high-pressing game with all of these players being capable of being putting in the final ball. And it's just the scoring part that I'm kind of uh, not concerned and so say that about. Uh, only Sarlat can reliably put the ball into the net. The rest of the players, they need a couple of chances to, you know, really score. Yeah, but you know the thing about uh, the thing about playing against us is that you know, like these people actually turn up to their you know monster level. I don't know why, but 
whenever they play against us, the person who mixes an empty net all of a sudden scores a worldie from the half of the pitch, man. It's scripted. So it's this scripted, is, I <laughs> so this, 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 this is the thing, honestly. So, but anyways, honestly, like, uh, I, I, I do get what you're saying, but let's not forget about the fact that our defense is going to keep giving off chances after chances as well. So, mm. there is this, you know, <clears throat> and I'm very sure they're going to go into this game with one mind, uh, on the Copa final because it's just the next game immediately after this, honestly. So that's why I said to you, like, this game is a thing that has, you know, the scripts of a, you know, Hollywood movie written all over it. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not going to make headlines anymore. Right? Girona was a headline, but we just become so used to it with Villarreal and Girona, especially in the last couple of months. So, yeah. yeah. There's nothing Hollywood yeah. about it. It's, it's just reality for it. Well, that's true. That's true, uh, man. What, what can you say, man? That's but, true. Uh, another interesting dynamic is that uh, Vinny is going to be missing, so Rodrigo is for sure going to start in left wing. And he's going to be facing either uh, Adis Elistondo or uh, Gorazadan. Both go out and right, uh, defenders in their time. So, do you think Rodrigo is going to put in a job over there, or is he going to struggle? I mean, Rodrigo has been good. He's been good, been in good form lately. So I believe that you know, going into his primary position is gonna you know, uh, give him even more you know, uh, platform to you know, to shine. So I believe like him playing you know in his in his natural habitat is it's 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 gonna be all good, man. I believe he's he's, he's gonna he's gonna fly, fly, fly. But the question is like, is he gonna play with Benzema or without Benzema? This is the question, honestly. Why wouldn't we play Benzema? I mean, I don't know. I told you before, like, I think they're going to, they might want to take that 2017 approach where you, when you travel away, you don't travel with, I mean, they didn't travel with Cristiano in 2017 when they traveled away. Mm. And when they played the home games, they played Cristiano. So maybe this might be something that they might want to repeat. But the question, the thing now becomes is without Vinicius Jr., then uh, it makes it even much more difficult, honestly. I mean, if Vinicius wasn't, you know, suspended, it would have been a case like this. But I think with the suspension of Vinicius Jr., it makes it more difficult for this rotation to take place. I mean, even if we had Vinny, I don't think uh, Benzema is going to be subbed out, man. Like, unless he has a knock, he's not going to be subbed out. Because the thing is, Zidane can tell you, hey, bro, you're just not going to play for the next game. Even players like Cristiano, Zidane can be like, bro, just take a rest. You need it. But Carlo is not going to do that. He just asks the players, hey, bro, do you want to play? If, the, if they say yes, he's going to play. But for the trip to Girona, he wasn't there as well, though. No? Benz wasn't there for the trip to Girona, though. So that, I, I don't know, honestly, like, it might be, it might not be, I don't know. But I said, like, I think even the suspension to Vinicius actually negates that idea in the first place because uh, you're not going to take your two top scorers out of the team, obviously, like, just like that, you know. It's, mm. it's, it's, it's uh, so, yeah, it's it's going to be too much of a, you know, of a drastic change. So I think uh, Benz goes there. Well, I think it's, it's yeah, it's going to be Benz, Asensio, and, and, and Rodrigo, most likely. Most likely, yeah. Especially with Hazard out and, you know, Mariano being Mariano. We have no other options, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, we have no other options. Well, I mean, maybe we can call up Alvaro. I don't know. Is he, is he available? Because I heard, like, Real Madrid actually talked Alvaro from going to the under-20 tournament, uh, the under-20 Copa America tournament, right? Because oh. they're chasing promotion with the, with the team. So that's why I think, like, the youths are actually not coming that much. I might be mistaken, but this is what I read. Mm-hmm. That Real Madrid stopped at Alvaro from going from joining up with Euro guys on the 20 national team for the Copa. So because they were chasing promotion with with, with uh, Raul. So yeah, that's it. 
I don't think Alvarez is going to play. And, uh, even if Benz has to be taken on the 16 minutes just to give him a rest, uh, I feel like Mariano should come on. Uh, he deserves it, man. Like, the last couple of games he can play before you know heading out. Well, yeah, man, why not? Let's 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 give them a good send off if that's the case then. Yeah. All right. Uh, you want to head right into the midfield then? Uh, we have Kamavinga out. Uh, we have Montage out. So not too many options. Yeah. yeah. Not not too many options. Tramani comes back. Tramani mm. so comes back. Uh, is Valverde going to play as well? I think Valverde plays as well. Because, I mean, who is left? Cross and Ceballos then, most likely. Yeah. I, I think they, they all play. I think they all play. Yeah. I think uh I, I think Char many plays. I think uh most likely Danny Savayok continues to play. I'm not very sure, but I think maybe Tony Cross might get a rest. Yeah. Because also he's played quite a number of consecutive games right now, if I'm not mistaken. He's played the last two. He played against Jonah, he played against Almeria as well. Yeah. And Freddy got a break against Almeria, you know, from the starting. He was in the starting lineup. So <clears throat> I think we go with, yeah, I think we go with the midfield of Ceballos, uh, Chouameni, and Fede Valverde. Yeah, that's a fair shot. I mean, I don't see it any other way, man. Cruz needs to be rested for the next two games. Sure, and Fede got his long-awaited rest. Thankfully, Vini also gets his rest today. Um, I didn't yeah. see any news yeah. because yeah. in the Almeria game, he was hobbling around a bit, then he was taking, taken off. But I don't think he got like a long-term knock or anything, so... It's good that he gets a bit of rest and he's still healthy now. I hope so, man. I hope it's not in. I hope it's not. I also didn't see anything, so I don't know if there's anything there. Let's 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 not let's not you know let's not jinx it. So let's just leave it at things as they are. <laughs> <laughs> let's leave things as they are. Let's leave things as they are. Well, uh, I guess we can get get to the defense then. Uh, Carvajal was rested in the last game, so do you think he regains starting <laughs> position? But I mean, Carvalho has been rested for two games in a row now, no? Against uh, Girona also, it was Lucas Vasquez, right? What? Um, no, and wasn't it Carvalho? Don't remember. Ah, so it was it Carvalho? So, or Lucas uh, Vasquez came on in the second half, or what was it? Uh, I think Lucas Vasquez came on uh, just to get a goal. Yeah, he was brought on. Ah, okay, okay, okay. All right, then. Yeah. yeah. But I think so, maybe Lucas continues in his role. Yeah. I think Lucas continues in his role, and for the centre-backs, we have no other option already. It's going to be Minitao and Rudiger, and then for the left-back also, we have no option. It's going to be Nacho. <laughs> I mean, the team sort of sort itself with all the suspension and injuries out there, you know? Yeah. Do you think uh, we see yeah. another Lunin uh, appearance? Or... Nah, I don't think we see Lunin here against Sociedad at the other time. I don't think we see Lunin. Because the point is, it's uh, you know, you don't want... I don't know, this might be harsh to say, but you don't want, you know, another shit show as well. You know, it's going to be demoralizing, and especially before the final, and then the final leads to the semi-final. So you understand? So, And honestly, the point is whether you like it or not, like the confidence that Kutuai gives to the defense yeah. and the fear that he transfers onto the opposition as well, you know? So those are two, you know, critical things that I think are important eventually. Yeah, man. And with goalkeepers, it's always a matter of luck, you know. Uh, yeah, true. It's a major, true, major factor. Uh, these bounces, they are more likely to like happen with learning because just because he's unlucky and go to our like, man. 
even if there's a bounce, that man is getting to it nine times out of ten. Exactly. That's just it. Exactly. Exactly. All right. We have a starting lineup. We have a preview. Uh, do you have anything else to like? You know, talk about before we like head into the predictions. Uh, not really. I think it's you know these are just garbage games in garbage time. So honestly, there isn't because if we start to talk again, it's gonna go back to the whole city preview thing. So I think mm. it's better to you know just keep it to be what it is. At least after this game, we have a very important game to look forward to. At least then we can have a proper proper preview. Hopefully, you know. Yeah, ahead of the final. Well, yeah, I, uh, I did have Benzema in my notes as well. So in the last month, he has three fucking hat tricks, man. Yeah, yeah, man. The man, the man is back, man. Ballon d'Or Benzema is back. Ballon d'Or Benzema is back, man. He's, he's. I hope he can continue this rich one of them into this rich one of this rich vein of form into March. <laughs> I hope he can into. What am I seeing? Into May, man, not March. What March? <laughs> okay. I, I guess Farouk is like close to your bed, bedtime and it's just hard to piece together words. <laughs> into May, man. Hopefully, I hope he can, you know. So, yeah. Uh, because we need Benzema. Honestly, yeah. like, if there is anyone who we need to knock out these people, it's Benzema. Yeah. Honestly, we need Benzema much more than anything right now. We need Benzema and, you know, uh, the form he's showing on us. Because I, I don't know, man. I always keep saying it like, City are a very good defensive unit. But if you isolate them 1v1, I do think you can exploit them. I honestly, like, I, okay, yeah, Ruben Diaz, he's a fine defender in his own right. You know, yeah. Akenji is a, a fine defender, you know, Stones and, and, and Ike. But I feel like, you know, these are, I mean, it's the opposite of us. We have very good individuals, but no unit. They have very average individuals, but a very strong unit. You understand? Yeah. So I think the ability to isolate them one v one, I believe is 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 the key. I don't know. I think you know. Uh, I feel like both of their uh, fullbacks are better defensively than us. Because they're center backs, bro. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah man. Like it's, 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 it's gonna it's gonna be a it's gonna be a really hard time you know, breaking them down. Uh, it's not just that uh, they are bad. One on one, like one to one with our defense. It's just their center backs are maybe a bit of a lower caliber of the ass. but their full backs are, I feel, even better defensively than us. Yeah, I mean, defensively, obviously, they are better than us. But what I'm saying to you here is that when you look at them, it's not about the individual, but it's about a unit right now. They have a system, you understand? The defensive yeah. shape and the defensive system is so good right now. Because, for example, you can see a, a case in point is John Stones, for example. He plays as a fullback, but also he plays as a center back. He plays as an I don't know what they, what they call the position, but it's I don't know. It's just as I say, it's a unit. Yeah. You understand? Rudy drops deep, uh, John Stones, you know, steps up, all these kind of things, you know, uh, you know, because John Stones is very good, you know, he's very good on his feet with the ball. Also, all these things are there. So as I said again, it's becoming a city preview, bro. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't mind it, man. Like uh it's something to distract us from what is going on in La Liga right now. So <laughs> yeah, man, it is, it is, it is, man, it is, it is. Anyways, man, let's go into the predictions, I guess, if there is nothing else to, you know. Sure, sure. I think we're going to draw the game. Oh, is it going to be a high-scoring draw? Not necessarily. I think it's going to be a 1-1-2-2-ish one, one, two, kind of game, not something too extravagant. Mm. 
I'm actually hoping for like a good sounding victory, man. I feel like we need a warm up before the Copa del Rey, and uh, I think we're gonna go for a three-two victory, uh, considering that oh, our defense wow. has been shit. And Rodrigo is gonna get a hat trick. Imagine that. Oh, imagine that. Uh, What do you that... think about Benzema in the PTC, though? Man, he just uh, one goal off the top. Uh... I think it's two, not one. No, he's uh, so uh, Lewandowski has 18 and uh, Benzema has 17. I think Lewandowski scored yesterday. He became 19. Oh, um, let's see. Now he's uh, Ali. That was the picture I saw roaming around on the internet. Like Benzema, uh, oh, Lewandowski right. has 19. Lewandowski has 19. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, he scored one yesterday and he has 19 now, so he's too high of Benz. Oh damn. Yeah, I think. Uh... It's hard to it's hard to catch uh, the Premier League. You're going to be running deeper into the Champions League, and Benzema is going to be rested, like you said, in the away games. Yeah, I, I mean that that would be the logical thing to do. But then you know, if this guy is chasing this personal glory, and if the 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 the, the, the you know club decides to indulge him, and they decide to you know I don't know, mm-hmm. give him the chance to do whatever it is that he needs to do to win the PTC. So, let's see, man. Yeah, time will tell. But it wouldn't surprise yeah, me if Benzema is like comfortably ahead in the PTC race in a month's time. That's just the sort of player he is. Yeah, honestly, that's true. But then Lewandowski is 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 no midfielder, so especially with the return of Osman Dembele, like mm-hmm. if Osman Dembele starts to hit a bit of form, like. Because that's that's the time you know when Lewandowski had to score so much in the beginning of the season. I think the key information there was the, you know the performances of Osman Dembele. Like Dembele was you know I mean last year Dembele was the highest assistant even although he missed the first half of the season you know so that's yeah, how good you know yeah so uh, well I mean it's 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 he has a very very good shot you know Benzema because it's just two goals I mean. One month ago, it's almost it was something that you can't even imagine. Like it was impossible. He could not compete for the PSG. And all of a sudden, now you know he's just two goals behind. So yeah, why not? Okay. All right. Uh, let's end the preview here then. And before you guys go, if you're still here, uh, do give a thumbs up so that it helps uh, video and helps our channel because we're on the road to a thousand subs by the end of the year. And hopefully, man, let's make it uh, with the. Champions League coming up, and then you know, hopefully we go on to the final, and that's going to be a really good uh, growth for our channel as well. And for all the audio listeners, do consider checking out our YouTube as well. Come on here, give us a subscribe or give us a like if you like our content, and you know, keep doing the good work you're doing by listening to our spots, the Spotify, and all the other platforms. And we do have some interesting posts on social media as well. Do check them out. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, check out our uh, partners over at Real Merit Committee. They have an Instagram. All the links are down in the description below. And like we always say, Farouk, Hello Madrid! Hello Madrid!